Revelation chapter 21 continued, verse 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, and there shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Death is totally destroyed after the millennial reign of Christ and the white throne judgment is completed. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 26 states, The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Revelation chapter 20 verse 14 states, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. It will be the perfect kingdom when God himself will dwell with us on the earth. 21 verse 5 Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19 through 21 states, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me. The jackals and the ostriches, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 states, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God tells John, Write, for these words are true and faithful. These are the same words that the angel said of God in John chapter 14, verse 6, 23, and 24, and in Revelation chapter 19, verse 9b. God is truth, and his words are true. God's words are the only absolute truth. Everything, everybody else, anything else that people try to say is truth is a lie. If it goes against God's word. Revelation chapter 21, verse 6 through 8. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, 
murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. This is like a brief synopsis of the entire book of Revelation. Jesus confirms once again, first, who he is. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Second, we will have everlasting life with the Father and Son relationship, just like Jesus has with his Father. And third, he will be our God and we will be his Son. Hebrews chapter 8 verses 10 through 13 states, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. God makes a new covenant with Israel, where all sin is wiped out, and Israel returns to God, and God to Israel. Revelation 21 verse 9 Then one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues, came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. God is now on the earth, ruling and reigning with Jesus. Israel has inherited their promised land. Now, one of the angels who had poured out one of the seven last plagues comes over to John and says he will show John the bride, the Lamb's wife. The church married Christ after the rapture, but before his return to earth, so the church is now the Lamb's wife. John is about to see the bride in all her splendor and glory. Chapter 21, verse 10 and 11. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Because this is the perfect Jerusalem, where God himself dwells, it has the glory of God shining through it. John describes its glory the best way he knows how. Jasper is gold in appearance, but like clear glass in substance. This is the same stone John used to describe the brilliance of God the Father and Jesus sitting on the throne. In Revelation chapter 4 verse 3a. God's perfect, sinless church comes down from heaven as Christ's wife, perfect in beauty and splendor. This verifies the scriptures which say that we will be like him, like Christ, and will be children of the living God. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. 
Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. John 1.12 states, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. Chapter 21, verse 12 through 14. Also, he had a great and high wall with twelve gates, gates, and twelve angels at the gates, and names written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, Jesus asked his apostles, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus then replied to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Upon this rock, that's the statement that, that Peter just made, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, I will build my church. Christ built his church using the apostles as the foundation, but Christ himself is the chief cornerstone. The apostles went into the entire world to spread the gospel and build Christ's church. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 through 22 states, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a habitation of God in the Spirit. The gates of the New Jerusalem will be set up the same way the camp of Israel was set up when they wandered through the desert for forty years. And you can read how that was done in Numbers chapter 2. Revelation chapter 21 verse 15. And he who talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. As John continues describing the new Jerusalem, the angel hands him a reed that God wants John to measure the New Jerusalem with. A reed is equal to ten and a half feet. Revelation verse 16. And the city is laid out as a square, and its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs, its length, breadth, and height are equal. The angel measures the city to be 12,000 furlongs, 
a furlong equals one-ninth of a mile. So the New Jerusalem will be 1,333.33 miles in length, 1,333.33 miles in width, and 1,333.33 miles high. The angel mentions that the city is laid out as a square, not a cube, but the height, it says, is the same distance as the length and width, which tells us that the city, the new city of Jerusalem, is pyramid-shaped. Chapter 21, verse 17. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. One cubit equals 18 inches. This makes the wall 216 feet thick. Chapter 21, verse 18. And the construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. We have already seen that jasper is like clear glass in substance, but has a golden hue to it. The city itself is made up of 100% pure gold. It is flawless with no impurities, so it reflects light like clear glass or crystal. Can you even begin to imagine what a 1,333.33 miles square and high of pure gold, shining off the brilliance of God's glory, will look like? But it gets even better. 21 verse 19 and 20. And the foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third calestonia, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysophorus, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The foundation walls are decorated with magnificent precious stones. Jasper was already discussed. Sapphire is similar to a diamond in hardness, but is blue in color. Chalcedony can be either a sky blue agate stone or a fine-grained multicolored stone that comes from Chalcedony, Turkey with the various colors arranged in stripes, blended in cloud-like or moss-like forms. An emerald is a bright green color. Sardonyx is a red and white stone. Sardius is a common jewel found in both a red or honey color. The Sardius is used with Jasper in describing the glory of God in Revelation chapter 4 verse 3. 
Chrysolite is a transparent stone that can be either gold or pale green in color. Beryl is a sea green color. Topaz is yellow green in color and is transparent. Chrysoprasus is an apple green color. And jacinth is violet in color. And amethyst is purple in color. I can't even begin to imagine what the beauty of the gems blending their colors together and reflecting off the gold and the glory of God will look like. But the sparkle of it will most likely be seen throughout the entire universe. Chapter 21, verse 21. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. Can you imagine the size of those pearls? Not only is the city made of pure gold, but the street is also 100% pure gold and transparent. Being that the word street is singular, gives all the more reason to believe that the city is pyramid in shape and not a cube. 21 verse 22 But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. This verse gives an interesting insight to the fact that unlike the previous temples built by man, John says, he saw no temple or building in it in the New Jerusalem. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple. They are a living temple, not a material temple. From the very beginning of the creation of man 6,000 years ago, God chose to fellowship with us. Before they sinned, God walked with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. After Adam and Eve sinned, God made coats of animal skins. This was the first blood sacrifice of animals for a sin covering, to cover Adam and Eve. Genesis chapter 3 verse 21 says, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. After Adam and Eve sinned, a place of sacrifice had to be established. Scripture reveals that Cain and Abel, the sons of Adam and Eve, knew of building altars and offering sacrifices to the Lord. Genesis uh, 4, verse 3 through 5 uh, tells us of that. In the days of Moses, God established a tabernacle where he would come to be in the midst of the people in what is known as the Holy of Holies. When Solomon... King David's son became king, he built a temple, following the blueprints that God himself gave him. That temple was eventually destroyed due to the disobedience of Israel. Many years later, the temple was rebuilt, but not up to the standard of Solomon's temple. Then, Jesus himself put aside his deity and was born through the Virgin Mary and the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit and became man. 
By so doing, he became the complete sacrifice for the redemption of mankind. When Christ ascended into heaven after his death and resurrection, he sent the Holy Spirit to live with man in the bodies of the believers. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20 states, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price? Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16 says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. It's talking about us, folks. We, if you believe in Jesus Christ, and you believe in the Holy Scriptures, we have the Holy Spirit living within us. We are a temple housing the Spirit of the living God. In the perfect kingdom, God himself will be here on earth with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So there will be no need for a material temple. The entire city of Jerusalem will be the glorious temple. Though the holy city, New Jerusalem, is referred to as the bride of the Lamb, when it comes down to earth, it will no longer be the bride, but rather the wife. All those who have been redeemed over the last 6,000 years will inhabit it. Chapter 21, verse 23. And the city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it, and the Lamb is its light. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 19 through 22 says, The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again, and your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of sorrow will end. Then will all your people be righteous, and they will possess the land forever. They are the shoot I have planted, the work of my hands for the display of my splendor. The least of you will become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time, I will do this swiftly. The Lord is not saying that there will be no more sun and moon. He is saying there will be no need for them within the New Jerusalem. The sun, moon, and all the stars of the universe put together cannot outshine God. The rest of the earth outside of the holy city will indeed still need the light of the sun and the moon to help keep the order of things. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 35 and 36 states, This is what the Lord says, He who appoints the sun to shine by day, who decrees the moon and the stars to shine by night, 
who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. Only if these decrees vanish from my sight, declares the Lord, will the descendants of Israel ever cease to be a nation before me. The scriptures teach us. John 1.5 says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. John 1 verse, uh, chapter 1 verse 9 says, Jesus is the true light, which lights every man that comes into the world. John chapter 8 verse 12, I am the light of the world. He that follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And in John chapter 9 verse 5, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Chapter 21 verse 24, And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Remember the sheep nations and the goat nations? In Matthew chapter 25, verse 31, 34, Jesus talked about, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. There will be no more sin or evil in the world but there will still be human life. The saved nations are those that sided with Israel. The unsaved nations are those that fought against Israel. The saved nations do not dwell within the walls of the city of the New Jerusalem because that is reserved for the bride of Christ, the Old and New Testament saints, prophets, martyrs, angels, and Israel. The kings that God will appoint to rule the saved nations will come to pay honor and glory to the Lord God in New Jerusalem. Just as God provided an ark for Noah and his family and two of every animal during the flood, God will provide a safe haven for those of the earth during the cleansing of the earth by fire. Once the earth is totally cleansed, he will replace the people back on the earth to replenish it. God is God and is not limited to what he can or cannot do or how he does it. God does not create a new race for the newly cleansed and renovated earth. His promise to Israel is that the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob shall inherit this earth for a thousand generations, in other words, forever. 
Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 states, Therefore, know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 15, Remember His covenant always, the word which He commanded for a thousand generations. And then in Psalms 105 verse 8, He has remembered His covenant forever, the word which He commanded for a thousand generations. God could not fulfill this promise to the people of Israel unless He keeps them on this earth. God promised, For as the new heavens and a new earth, which I will make, will remain before me, says the Lord, so will your, or talking about Israel's, so will your seed and your name, Israel, remain. That's in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 22. When this earth is cleansed by fire, the believers from the saved nations will also have been cleansed by God and have no sin. Therefore, they can no longer pass sin on to the next generations. Chapter 21, verse 25. Its gates, the gates of Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. If sin no longer exists, there will be no need to shut the gates. The glory of God will be in the city, God all in all, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There will be no darkness. 21 verse 26. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. The nations will be able to come and worship God no matter what time of the day or night it is, for within the walls of the city there will be no night. 21 verse 27. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. This verse reiterates the seriousness of not knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Everyone who did not believe in Jesus was not found in the book of life and will now burn in the lake of fire for all eternity. Any other sin, pestilence, disease, or evil that was left in the world was burnt up when the earth was purified by fire. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Have you asked him into your life to be your personal Lord and Savior? That will determine where you spend eternity. The glorious kingdom or the lake of fire? The choice is yours and yours alone.